regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every week. And as every week, I am your host, Steve, the boy with the large eyebrows and tits to die for. <laughs> How are you both doing? <laughs> I've already died for your tits, Steve, um, so I cannot answer that question. What I am dead. I'm just mesmerised by the left one. <laughs> Didn't we do a tits thing last week? Oh, we well, did we talking about being Log's bosom. Yeah, it's pretty lowbrow, considering I've got big eyebrows, like I just said. <laughs> <laughs> they droop so low because of how heavy they are. Boys, welcome to another episode of Regular Features. Thanks. This is a podcast, I'm not going to repeat myself. Do it. All about features. And what I want to know from each of you is what you've got lined up for us tonight. Joe, what have you got? I've got a uh, sort of forensic look over a bit of corporate mouth speak that, uh, that I spotted. It's the, the worst internet. form of speak. I don't want to hear any corporate mouth speak anymore. Mouth speak. Uh, and yeah, so if I see any more corporate mouth speak. You can be sure I'll be covering it again on regular features after this one, which is about Subway. Log, I can see you brandishing a nipple tassel there. Is yes. that a clue? I've been outraged by some very bad kink on a streaming service, and I am going to fix it with the very best kink you've ever heard. It's kinky time. Get on the train. Unless your kink is missing the train, in which Let case... Run after the train for a bit. And then get out of breath while I wave to you, dangling a hanky. Press press the open door button over and over again and go... <sighs> when it moves away. <sighs> my, my kink is someone pretending they wanted me on the train with me while secretly they're glad to be rid of me. That's my kink. Hot. <laughs> Let's do some features, shall we? Let's go. If I can wake up after this wank. <laughs> it's going to be a sleepy one. Regular features. Come on. Have either of you ever rung the police? On who? <laughs> My dad. Uh, I, uh, this isn't for the feature, I'm just interested. I rang the police for the first time this week on a drink driver. On a what, sorry? On a drink driver. Because <gasps> I, I was walking home and then I saw this man with a beer can who couldn't walk coming out of a bar and he just got straight in a car. And then he nearly crashed his car directly into another car. And I was like, okay, you're meant to call 999 when you see someone do that. And then I was meant to crawl onto the bonnet and say, (laughs) stop this car in the name of law. Citizens arrest. Get out of here. I'm a citizen and you're getting into cuffs. Um, (laughs) Open your bonnet. I'm getting inside. (laughs) But there was a whole bit of me that like, I realised I didn't know any of the rules. Like, when they asked me for my name on the call, I was like, do I have to give you my name? You don't need to know that. I'm reporting a crime like a diligent citizen. But the first thing I did was say my name. Yeah. (laughs) I just went, yeah, of course you can have my name. 
Uh, yeah, and then they've got your name in the number, and they know you're a grass. They'll yeah, be in touch. <laughs> That's it. I've grass. But I genuinely said, like, what are you use that for? They were like, nothing. It's like, why are you asking that? <laughs> so what happened? Did they send someone? Did they say, oh, we have a car in the area? They we'll said check it out. They said they've got. They're going to check the CCTV and send a patrol car. I bet it was like, oh, yeah, um, we'll send uh, a helicopter out for yeah, them right exactly. now, Joe. Uh, yeah. Well done. You've done oh, a great oh, job yeah. today. We've got to stand on the got... ladder on the helicopter, Joe. You're such a good boy. <laughs> you know what? Actually, we've got spare tanks today, so we're going to put tanks out. <laughs> Probably just had a tank after him, yeah, down the street. Probably blow him up, Joe. Yeah. Is that what you want? <laughs> Should we blow him up with our tank? <laughs> just for having a fucking drink in a pandemic, no less. <laughs> You've been watching too much Line of Duty, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, I was striding about with extreme close-ups on my face, just going, <laughs> "We gotta stop him," because that's what they say in Line of Duty, as far as I understand. That is uh, his catchphrase: "We gotta stop him before it's too late." Now, tell me, <laughs> tell me that we're sucking on diesel, please, because that's all I'm in this for. <laughs> I never watched Line of Duty. Is that a thing they said? We're sucking they, on diesel and it's time to stop him now. One of it's them what, says sucking Hast- on diesel. Hastings is one of his many catchphrases. They started like piling him high with catchphrases by the by the third season. It is crazy. One for, or two. For a film that's like, sorry, for a, for a TV series that is ostensibly very serious, like there's a lot of catchphrases. It's like yeah. Little Britain by the end. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you liked it when Hastings says bent coppers. Yeah. Wait till you get a load of sucking on diesel. <laughs> Do is there a kind of a, a live studio audience that claps at every catchphrase like in L O L O? Yeah. I called the police under very similar circumstances, Joe, Did once you? before. I was mm-hmm. walking down Sherland Road in northwest London mm-hmm. and I saw a, a Land Rover that was on the engine running, lights on, uh, di- going had gone diagonally across the pavement and hit a wall as if they just like swerved off the road and crashed into the wall. Jesus! And I walked up to the driver's side window, and there was a man asleep on he, the wheel. Did he hiccup no. when you tried to say hello? <laughs> and, a, and a bubble came out. <laughs> I was going to say when you're like, there was a man asleep on the wheel. You know, was he not dead? He might have been dead. Did you hold your phone screen up to his mouth to see if it missed it? I opened the door and... You carjacked him. Got him on the shoulder and I was like, are you dead, mister? <laughs> or something to that effect. Uh, and he sort of like, he suddenly woke up. He's like, oh, oh. Um, he looked really embarrassed and was like, oh, I'm sorry. And closed his door, calmly reversed off the pavement and drove away. What? So... I called the police. Oh, this guy's just been like he's just driven off the road and he's just driven off again after waking up. And I think he was maybe maybe diabetic or he had some I didn't he didn't seem drunk. Mm. He's very well put together. He's a very sensible looking man driving in his Land Rover. But I think mm. he maybe had a bit of a moment and Do you ever get the sense that maybe you were in the middle of like the most exciting and terrifying day of this man's life, and you're just like a, a bit of punctuation in it. Yeah. Like, what if before that he'd been in some sort of, I don't know, 
an energetic chase that <laughs> got him all tired. <laughs> <laughs> then he fell yeah. asleep at the wheel. And then after that, all sorts of John Wick stuff happened to him. Oh, yeah, like martial arts and stuff. Maybe yeah. he was concussed because someone drop-kicked him. Yeah. His, his nemesis, no less. I thought you were going to say his niece. In another you... car. Drop-kicked him from one window to the next. I've never called the cops on anyone. Yeah, I. there was a bit of me that was like, am I not allowed to be left wing anymore after this because have i considered all the circumstances of this was he a white bloke you can still be left wing after calling cops on a white bloke yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um did you when you picked up the phone when they picked up the phone and said no 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 what's your emergency did you preface it by saying well for a start you're all bastards but (laughs) i did see someone drink driving just this is the order of police number one bastards firemen police friends Number two bastards, ambulance third, lifeguard fourth, because lifeguards seem sound. I guess that I think they're AA all are the worst of them all. I got I got picked up by the AA, and the man swerved to try and hit someone in a racist incident. What? It was the fucking worst in the world. I I just and, you, and sorry, you've never called anyone on the police. Well, Why I was, did I was, you call I was getting guy? rescued from a fucking scene of my own car breaking down. I did report him to the AA for mm-hmm. swerving towards a black guy and saying, ah, that'll fucking teach him. Jesus, good Christ. Lord. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I just... So that's as good as calling the cops on someone, isn't it? Trying to get someone oh fired. Oh, my God, Log, this man is still out there. Reporting him to the AA. Well, his employer, is it, yes. Is it too <laughs> late? Is it same. too late to call the police? This isn't, Log, that man's probably killed. No, he was doing it to show off to me, a, a white guy in his passenger seat, assuming that I'd like it. So I, went, did, I just said, d- what are you doing? Yeah, I was going to say, how and did And then we react? just stayed in absolute silence for the rest of it, because, like, it was kind of at <laughs> <God>. his mercy. <laughs> he was like, oh, I, I thought you'd like that. Well, now I'm embarrassed. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is it. You, I would end up feeling embarrassed in that situation, <laughs> like I should have tried harder to be a fucking dickhead. Looking on my feet just like you want to be. Calling me all the time. I'm trying to check out my frizzy features behind all the time. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Oh! Um, guess how many features I've got for you tonight? Three, two, Uh-oh. two, one, two, three. Zero. Try none. Yeah, oh, baby. Why? I can't be expected to have one. I can't be expected to have a feature because my dad broke his toe. <laughs> Really? Literally, I had a small breakdown behind my bar because so many things were happening, and I snapped at a pair of people with a baby. And that made my head clamp shut for 20 minutes while I thought about what I'd said to the people whose baby was perfectly nice. Log, I feel like Steve was very much inviting us to ask about his dad's broken toe, no, but you had no, to one-up on one one shouting at a baby. <laughs> I shouted at a baby. <laughs> So, well, yeah, there's yes anding, and there's, then there's introducing the fact that you shouted at baby, which is also a good comedy progression for a, a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the established things are yes and, or no, but I shouted at a baby. <laughs> why did you, so, why did you shout at a baby, Lug? What, and what did you shout at a baby? It was the final thing, as I was trying to leave the pub, they came in. Two people, two perfectly nice, if slightly clo- slow to respond people, and they had their baby in their pram again. And <laughs> again, like again? this is the, not the first time. No, you've the met last them. time they came in, they sat one person on each table, and this was in like the height of you can't 
really take more than one table because you can't mm. just be sharing tables like that indoors. So there was one person on one table, one person sat on the next table, and the baby between them. And they refused to order their drinks together. But it was it was such wildly unhelpful behaviour on their part that I stored it with me until this time when they turned up. And this time they wanted to go on the roof garden and no indoor seats would be good enough for them. So when they said, well, would you like to come inside? And he just said, no. I, that was such a, an ingracious declination. I said, I'm surprised you didn't want to come in because you fucking took over the whole room last time, didn't you? Not that it it bothered me. Not that it bothered me. I was fucking trying my best to be nice to you last time, but no. Now, now I let you know what a petty little cunt I am. And this was to the baby. Oh, God, I was in in the fucking cot with it. Say, budge up. I did enjoy on our uh, on our WhatsApp group when you were explaining this. The, the quote you included was, "Tell your baby to eat shit." <laughs> oh, it was yeah. It's one of those things where you've got to let something out of your head. But it was the people. I was going to say it was the people who least deserved it. But no, the last time they were, they really deserved getting a bit fucking shouted at. But it didn't make me feel better after happening. So I snapped at someone. And my head just went in frozen saying, don't interact with anyone. You're not in a fit state. And it stayed that way for 20 minutes. What's the worst you've ever felt after shouting at someone in your role as a publican? In my role as a publican, I couldn't Mm. tell you. But I do remember as a child when I said to my friend Diddy, at least my mum isn't in a wheelchair. Wow. (laughs) And that one lives with me to this day. He always called me cripple. And he always said, oh, run, you little wheelchair warrior. And I was like, well, at least my mum's not actually in a wheelchair. And, um, it, yeah, the, the instant shame from saying that still I mean, makes me flinch to this day. I will still punch myself, remembering him holding me by the throat and saying, you never talk about my mum like that. And I think that's where I get my choking kink from. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like Diddy brought it up. Like, D- yeah. Diddy's not got enough respect for his mum. He Not was to use that yeah. as an epithet. And if I could rewind to being an eight-year-old, I would have probably said that. And he'd say, you're a precocious little fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he'd say, you've got the youthful face of an eight-year-old, but the wizened eyes. Log as Ashton Kutcher in The Butterfly Effect, except he's going back oh in time God. in order to stop himself saying ableist things is the butterfly effect the film where he kills himself as a baby that is the alternate ending is that an alternate ending for that film? yeah he goes back into the womb and wraps the umbilical cord around his throat well how does he fit in the womb <laughs> no he is he, he's transferring he's his mind <laughs> alright it's not oh, he's like he's like inner space it's not like some weird like shallow howl film where he's a giant man but he's in the womb <laughs> he goes back to being in the womb and immediately explodes his mum. <laughs> Punks his mum by, by getting too big in her. Right, well, that's yeah. That's why I don't have a feature because of the log shouting at a baby. <laughs> what? No. What about your dad's toe, though? No. Fuck. No. Fuck. Fuck you. You don't get to hear about my dad's turn Who up. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You certainly don't. <laughs> regular features, regular features. What is a feature coming next? Let us see. Uh, do either of you trust Subway anymore? 
with my no. wife. Your wife's, what, into Subway? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just trust them with all of my spouses. Oh, okay. Well, that's lucky. Um, you say anymore as if yeah. they, they've, they've, have they done something Have you to not heard the stories trust? about Subway? No. I'm surprised, about the- I'm surprised you, of all people, Stephen, haven't, because it concerns <gasps> Ireland. No, well, so- tuna, tuna later. <laughs> we'll talk about tuna in a bit. <laughs> oh, I heard that Ireland has certified that what Subway serves its meat slices in is not technically bread. Exactly. This kicked it all off. This is the this is the fire starter. Ireland's Supreme Court said that Subway has to pay VAT because its bread ain't bread. It's got too much sugar in it, and so it's a cakey bread. It's the new <laughs> Jaffa cake. Um, so yeah, basically, Ireland has caused some mischief, and from there, everything's gone off for Subway. Subway's not got a break ever since Ireland came along, because since then, get this. Someone's found out that the chicken is 50% bread, which means that the chicken is more bread than the bread. Mm. And 25% and then, cake. <laughs> yeah. And then the lettuce is made of old banknotes that were abandoned after the euro. So you're eating lira, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Subway sandwich artists are bats in aprons. And when you leave the shop, they hang upside down from the handles on the ovens. <laughs> And the bread smell that comes out of subways is pumped in through vents in the ceiling and unconfirmed reports say that all the vents have hoses in them. And if you follow the hoses, they all lead back to a warehouse in The Hague with no windows and a single door marked with the words schietkamer, which translates in Dutch to fart chamber. So (laughs) this has just been negative press after negative press subway and then there was the big one steve did you hear about the new york times report on subway no i haven't right the new york times came out and they done a test and they said we've done a test on the tuna from subway (sighs) and they did a test that said the tuna from subway got no tuna in it zero percent tuna not a hint of detectable tuna DNA in Subway tuna. Some, no, yeah, it's no tuna DNA. There might be some stuff from the inside of the guts of the tuna mm. that it just it shit. There might be some tuna shit in there. Yeah, there might be. <laughs> well, and this is it, right? So everyone kicks off. They're like, right, what's happened to the tuna? Is there A, no tuna? Is there B, some tuna, but they've mushed it up until the DNA's all gone? And I don't know if that's science or not, but let's say it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it three? Don't know. Someone took all the tuna out before the Times got their mitts on it. Like, who knows what's happened to that tuna? And basically, people have gone bonkers. Um, and so it's all gone off. Someone's suing Subway. And Subway... Have Who's suing Subway? Some tuna lovers. <laughs> oh, right. Someone who really wants tuna. Sorry. People who love tuna are like, we've paid thousands of pounds because we love tuna so much and we love your tuna so much and now we find out it was cod <laughs> like what are we gonna do <laughs> we're suing you to the tuna thirty thousand dollars i love it thirty million dollars um, tu- so to their credit subway aren't going like you got me with ikea horse balls they're not none of that stuff they're going we got tuna in there buddy 
and they have made a website called subwaytunafacts.com. <laughs> this is like chicken nuggets. 100% lovely chicken. Yeah. Just gouged out the chicken's tits with so a little you, bit of love. So you can go to subwaytunafacts.com right now. And honestly, <laughs> it reads a bit like they're trying quite hard to convince can I get this us. Up? Is this, is, is it going to spoil it for me? Can I look at it? You can look at it. So, it's called Subway Subway Tuna. Tunafacts.com. Oh, the first Google suggestion is Subway Tuna, not Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what they're fighting back against, this wave of fake tuna news. Um, but this whole website reads to me like they are trying really hard and like too hard to convince you that it is real tuna. Like to the point where you look at it and you're like, it's definitely fucking like legs. Like some kind of legs, like something that can't, tuna shouldn't have any legs. I'm going to put that out there right now. Right. And I reckon it's got legs, whatever's in that tuna, because they are trying really hard. It's grisly. There's yeah. something. They, I've never had Subway tuna. Is Have you had Subway tuna? No, I don't really like tuna mayonnaise very much. I've, I've had it a long time ago, and it was certainly in the picture on subwaytunafacts.com. It was a lot sloppier and more mayo-y than the, than the healthy-looking tuna on their JPEG. Mm. Um, so obviously you two are looking this, but I thought I'd read out some of the key sections of Subway Tuna Facts and show Please. you just how much they are pushing the limit, I think, on whether we should believe this. So the big headline at the top, it says Subway Tuna is real tuna and they underline <laughs> real. And I don't. if you're underlining the word real, it's definitely not real. It's obviously fake. Uh, and the intro paragraph says... That's right, and that's in bold. The truth is, Subway uses a wild-caught skipjack tuna regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, FDA. A favourite among sub-lovers, our tuna is and always has been high-quality, premium, and 100% real. So they're saying it again. <laughs> it's real, it's there. And, it's and definitely it, real, because, it's, yeah, it's it's there, it exists. It's yeah. not uh, an apparition that fades away when exactly. you the sandwich. And then, You're, curious... With your teeth, teeth clanging together. <laughs> <laughs> Curiously, it ends this bit with, and his name is Angelo, which is weird. So under that, there's sort of a... I don't know what you'd call it, an abstract for the rest of this piece. So it says, we know there's been a lot of topic on this, sorry, a lot of talk on this topic, including misinformation generated in the media. So we created this page to set forth the facts and help clarify any misunderstandings about Angelo the tuna, the giant tuna that we keep alive and scrape bits off to put in bread while keeping him totally alive. <laughs> Puts him in bread, asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it says, tuna fact check. And on the left, it says myth. So it's like Snopes. They're doing their own Snopes for tuna. I like it. It's like myth. The New York Times reported Subway's premium fan-favorite tuna wasn't actually tuna. Like Also, fan-favorite tuna implies that there's like, like a... Tumblr community built around Subway Tuna, like stat, like, <laughs> like like they're shipping Subway Tuna with Pizza Hut buffets or something. Like <laughs> the tuna's showing up at expos. Yeah, like uh, yeah, to do meet and greets, ma making the trestle tables all wet. Yes, <laughs> yes, I have been watching the second season. <laughs> I think you should leave. Uh, and so it's got the myth on the left for the fan favorite tuna, and then it says truth and this is where they set out this is it 
right? The rest of the piece is based on this bit. This is very cruel of the New York Times. With the smallest bit of research, they would have discovered that all of our tuna comes from Angelo, a tuna the size of that big screen in Piccadilly Circus. Angelo accidentally swam up the mouth of Connecticut's Pinocchio River and was caught in a net by Subway co-founders Fred DeLuca and Peter Buck, who were fishing for old Pono mags at the time. Soon after, <laughs> they had transferred Angelo into an abandoned Olympic swimming pool filled with rainwater and set up a restaurant. And the rest, as they say, is fishtery. <laughs> and then under that, they've got like a Q&A. So if you've got questions about how they source this tuna from Angelo, uh, they've got all the answers you need. Is it answered? Are the cues aid to Angelo? Is it Angelo answering them? It's not. No, Angelo is <laughs> peculiarly silent during this whole affair. So yeah, look, you raise a good point actually that Angelo doesn't have a voice during any of this. More grist to the mill that Angelo or the tuna might not be here. But anyway, be that as it may, I'm going to read out what the tuna Q and A says. Says Subway. Says Q. How has Angelo been kept alive? A. Angelo is kept alive like any other fish. He breathes water, he drinks water, and he eats ice cubes, which are water's version of food. <laughs> Angelo loves his daily portion of ice cubes, which we fire into his gills from a big gun on the side of a reclaimed quarry that we keep him in. Q. How do you know Angelo loves the ice cubes? A. It's a little-known fact that tuna will writhe and scream when they enjoy something, and never more so than when ice cubes are fired at the speed of riot-grade rubber bullets directly into their gills. If you're lucky enough to ever become a Subway employee and rise to the rank of Angelista, you too might hear the siren song of a 44-metre-long fish ululating like a jet engine upon feeling, feeling its meals pummel the sides of its fat head. Hugh. <laughs> Has anyone other than a Subway employee ever seen Angelo? A. No. Angelo doesn't like people who aren't involved with Subway. If he sees them, he dives deep into his quarry and won't come out for days, and then he won't get your tuna subs for a bit. Do you want that? No. Then keep your beak out of our quarry. <laughs> Q. How is Angelo so old? By your history, he must be over 50 years old, which is 10 years longer than the 40-year lifespan of a bluefin tuna, which I just found out and is much longer than I actually expected. Fucking hell, 40 years. That's almost a joke age for a fish. Stupid. It makes a. your 50 years seem almost plausible. Yeah, it seems reasonable, actually. <laughs> a. Ever heard of Gandalf, motherfucker? Dude was 11,000 years old, and he seemed pretty spry. Think before you type. Q. I don't understand how you cut tuna meat from Angelo without him suffering injury or death, never mind at the quantities required to serve even just all the subway outlets in the contiguous United States. A. You didn't ask a question there, dumbass. <laughs> Q. How do you cut all that meat off the big fish without big fish die? A. You mind your own fucking business and read a book. Q. Why is Angelo called Angelo? A. He is named after Angelo Badalamenti, the composer from Twin Peaks and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, because he is the only famous Angelo. In return, Mr. Badalamenti wrote us a song. And then at the bottom of the page is an untitled SoundCloud link, and this is what comes out when you click play.
The fish, the fish, Angela, Angela, fish in a quarry, Angela. From your old pal, Indian namesake Angelo Berlamenti. From Christmas Vacation with Chavai Chase. God bless you, kid. So that's it. So, what do you reckon? A beautiful composition. Real or fake? (laughs) (laughs) Is Angelo real? That's what we've got to ask ourselves. And I leave it the readers i'm not gonna say no because i'm worried that you'll have him on as a very special guest in the next <laughs> episode <laughs> well angelo badalamenti the composer or just angelo the a fish giant fish i want you to bring on angelo the fish and just act in character all the way through you <laughs> <laughs> know me flanks oh, the, the cubes of agony <laughs> don't say that that's not what subway said they said he likes it Bring him out. Let's let's hear it from the Fisher's Guild. Look, I'm just saying I've been swayed. Right? Yeah. He like he writhes around when the ice cubes are fired into his gills. What what do you writhe in? Unbridled joy. Something else you ecstasy. writhe in. The ecstasy of agony is what you writhe around in. <laughs> I feel like we've just uh, segued beautifully into your future lock. <laughs> Lost in a hairy pies Soon turned out it was Gavin's eyes. Did it soon? Da 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 Oh, is this the longest one? Let's, uh, or are you saying you you didn't get to record your longest ever fart? Um, I have recorded my longest fart. I, I didn't record the longest one, but it gave me the beautiful warning that when I woke up with a similar feeling first thing, oh. it might be worth whipping out my phone and dropping voice recorder into the quick access tray. <laughs> <laughs> It's more staccato than I thought it would be. <laughs> it sounds like a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, uh, the other one was better than that. There's so much um, language to it. <laughs> He's going again. That was the very one that came after it. That sounds like a door. You've got so much... <laughs> Tumbra to your asshole. I've got a lawnmower and a door in there. It's like the opening sequence to the Twilight Zone. <laughs>
<laughs> Next, you have to do the sound of a little eye looking around. <laughs> regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. Now, as you both know, um, next week, starting from the 19th of July, the, p- the rules about pubs are loosening, mm. which allows me to widen my doors a little bit more and open ever wider in an attempt to pack as many of you thirsty babies into me as I can allow into the brick exoskeleton that I like to call my pub. But that's the intro I wrote when I was going to write about that. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, I've been watching Bonding on Netflix and that's been taking up more of my headspace. It's do you know anything about bonding? One man puts his penis into another man's foreskin. That's <laughs> called docking. Docking. docking sorry. Having watched bon- Bonding, a comedy drama about the trials and tribulations of a mistress and master in the BDSM community and the funny and emotional ups and downs that come with being a messy person whilst having a complicated sex worker life, I was appalled. It was disgusting. <laughs> now, I may not be part of the BDSM community, mainly because I'm too prone to whimpering, but I was appalled by the idea of all this outlandish power play sex and how it could be seen as a source of potential humour. If I was part of the BDSM community, I am absolutely sure that any of our kinkier readers would want their proclivities to be treated with deadpan seriousness, but especially by their subscription streaming services. So, I took it upon myself to right the wrongs that bonding has done. And I have written my own very respectfully written drama series about the kink, and I want to run it by you guys. Um, It was after writing that intro that I came home and spoke to Stuart and found out that bonding was actually badly received by sex workers because it trivialised issues around sex work, like consent. I didn't know that. I thought it was just... funny program where you can see topless people yeah. but um tell us more about bonding is it like is it like a is it a drama or is it like a it's a drama comedy, comedy drama. steve it's but with oh, emotional so in right um, now very emotionally resonant uh, right um is there anyone famous in it that we know well i found out earlier when i told joe the name of the the writer of it and he just started bringing up pictures of him that in the second series He's written himself in as a hot go-go dancer. I'm like, oh, you fucking like yourself, don't you, mate? Also, I'd like to point out that the writer of that show and the director, but mainly the writer, is called Writor. His name is actually Writor. That's his first name. Well, his character in the show is called Writor. No, in real life, he's called Writor. <laughs> and the headlines after him doing the first series, all bad, was right or wrong in his treatment of sex work. I, I don't I didn't read too far into it. Basically, it sounds like that he had this one incident where something happened that was a bit kinky, and he thought, "Oh, I know, I'll write a fucking series about that. That'll get me in." And how much how much uh, sex do you see on screen? Is it like you do not see it going in, but you do see a lot of topless out. blokes. I don't recall seeing a tit. It's quite very bland. It's very like twelve, thirteen, but like all the aesthetics of it, like lots of dildos hanging up on the wall, and like all the equipment and clothing but you don't ever get to see anything going on okay okay so um rubbish 
That's not what I pay my Netflix subscription for. <laughs> Is that the new license fee thing? That's not what, <laughs> I, pay what I pay my Netflix subscription fee I'm, for. I'm taking one pound a month off until I get to see it going in. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's just forget about that. Forget about all that. All I want to do is read you my more respectful kink script that just is more of a homage to the BDSM community that I'm not a part of because I whimper too much. And it is called Octopus Nut Squad Kinky Division, and I want us to start reading now. Hello, you mucky little knob gobbler. I bet you want my... I'm going to say that again. Hello, you mucky little bob gobbler. I bet you want to get my stilettos all on your ball bag. Far be it from me to decline such a kind offer, master. Ah, well, joke's on you, because a stiletto is also a dagger, and you just consented to me stabbing your nuts out and popping them into my mouth like a tiny legless octopus. <laughs> well, joke's actually on you, because I am actually an octopus, and that is my egg sack, and those are my babies. Hey, guys, I just wandered in off the street, and quite honestly, this has opened my eyes to a brand new world of kink. Oh, cool. My last apprentice got crushed when he was trying to suck off a really big spider. Quick! Whatever your name is, grab that penny farthing and start riding around the room quickly, quickly! Uh, okay, here I go! <laughs> He's a natural. He'll be very good at kink, I reckon. I've never seen anything like it. What's your name, young man? Joe Scrabbles! <laughs> well, from now on, I'm going to call you Kinky Jeff. Here's your flip-flops. I'll put them on when I get off the penny farthing! <laughs> That's very reasonable. It's good to be safe. Okay, then. I'm done. Thank you for the kinky sex master log. And here is £50, plus another £10, as a kinky tip. Oh, that's dead nice. Off you pop, love. See you next week. Cheers, Duck. Stay kinky. I will. <sighs> so, what do I do now? Kinky Jeff, I need to let you in on a secret. The world is full of octopuses, kinky octopuses like that one, and it's our job to get them off by hook or by crook and store their brightly coloured jizz in little test tubes and keep those little test tubes in racks against a brightly backlit wall. I'm Master Log, you're Kinky Jeff, and together we are the Mollusk Nut Collectors, Kinky Division. <laughs> Need to workshop a theme tune. Right it's the now. first five seconds of the A team. Yes. <laughs> oh, the I thought it was a theme tune. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I also that. misread that, which is why I improvised that theme tune. <laughs> okay, Kinky Jeff, put up your umbrella. We're in the bagel zone of my kinky dungeon. It's only a light crouton rain at the moment. I'll just put my hood up. <laughs> Ow! You listen to me, Kinky Jeff. I've been working in this sex dungeon for six weeks now, and you have to learn when the croutons are going to go full bagel. I haven't learned my lesson this time, but I maybe will when the stakes are higher, though. That's fine for now. So, we've reached the next client. Oh, hello. I'm a kinky octopus. You all are. You all are. Joe, he's yours. Shall I... Shall I set my sex gun to kinky? Like the other octopus said, you're a natural. Wait, but before I nut my thigh and come into a test trip, I have a dire warning from the angels. Wait! Drop the kink setting to yellow, Joe. We need to hear this. 
I, I can't find yellow. Is there, there's sort of a brown or red colour? Jesus, Joe, no! <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You kinked him to bits, you idiot. Quick, get the jizz magnet before the octocops come through the sewer ducts and suck it all up like little cum goblins so it can be used as evidence in the celestial courts. Celestial courts? It'll ruin the truce, Jeff. I just want to make people come by being kinky. You don't understand. There's an invisible war, kinky Jeff, 30 years ago. Octopuses came out of the water and learned how to look like us using their extra legs as eyebrows and ears so they look just like us. I don't get how that actually works, though. I found them in a crater and I offered to wank them off because I'm kinky. Of course, but what is this about a celestial war? They evolve really quick, Jeff. They just keep getting kinkier and kinkier. I couldn't keep up. Soon, I invented kinky guns, kinky cannons. It was an arms race. I couldn't win because they have legs and legs are bigger than arms. So what do you want me to do? You need to get the kinky hoover and hide all this evidence up because five years ago, God Almighty saw what was going on and he thought it was really bad. So he sent robot angels down to earth with spunk detectors like the PK meters from Ghostbusters and if they find out we've been wanking off kinky octopuses and keeping their colourful jizz in test tubes against brightly lit backlit walls he'll wipe us out all over again. But but wait he promised he wouldn't kill us all again after the flood. He promised that by using the rainbow the symbol of his post-Diluvian cover. Yeah but we blew it Joe. We used the rainbow to celebrate the NHS during the pandemic and God prefers an insurance-based approach to healthcare. So he took that as you cancelling the covenant. Okay, so I'm not actually into this. Okay, okay, he said it. Time out, Kenneth. Just about to do a kinky cum. Well, clench you back up, you Ken. He's not into the libertarian right-wing stuff. That's a shame. Do you you still want paying? Uh, No, don't worry about it. Our kink is not getting paid. Oh, really? No, but my kink is other people lying about what my kinks are, so it's as, it's as good as. Excellent. See you next week. See you next week, Joe Scrabbles. Or should I say... <gasps> Kinky, Kinky Jeff? Jeff. Kinky Jeff. So... So, so you want to, you want to, do you want, is this a Q and A session on the law? Is this like when you come to see my debut? <laughs> I just want to know yeah. how much of that is in bonding. <laughs> um, there is some stuff about a lack of consent in there. I love that we have to have seen a badly received, little watched Netflix show to be to be fully braced for the context of the octopus versus angels plotline that was that was deep you've been watching loki as well haven't you um there's certainly that is a bit of a confluence of a lot of things i think there's a bit of i think you should leave in there in terms of just throwing <laughs> shit at the wall and seeing what's, what's the test tubes in racks against a bright backlit wall that seemed like a very vivid image <laughs> it's a vivid image well you know that if you see someone putting spunk into a vial in the second to last episode the, fin- the end of that episode will be panning up to reveal the full scope of all the jizz collection. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I would expect that. The end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when um, you see inside Indiana Jones's flat and it's just full of jizz. Oh, is that what, <laughs> is that what top men actually mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. What would you rate bondage out of bonding out of, out of stars? 
Eight um, stars, though. Big stars. I'd give it the three smaller stars. Well, you, yeah, you've got yeah, you've got um, big stars and small stars, and the big mm-hmm. stars are worth three times as much as a small star. And for every small star that comes before a big star, it adds one. But for every star, small star that comes after a big star, it reduces by one. It's like anti-Roman and, numerals. Yeah, two small exponential stars. as well. Mm, okay, so two smaller stars either side of a larger star italicizes the large star. Basically. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean... It can have all the small stars. Oh. So quite low then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not no, great. Yeah. Milk me. And then just hold me. Because my name is... Juicy Susan. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by pledging an amount of your choosing per episode. And you know what you get in return for doing just that. You get your every your very own, your ever, everlasting B name. B name. <laughs> that is delicious. I just made up a new jingle for B names. <laughs> that was actually really impactful. <laughs> Could you please give a B name to Henry Davis? Can you read out his email address just off the fucking record? Because he might be a regular <laughs> in my pub. <laughs> Why do you know the email addresses of your regulars? E- how do you know that? How would you identify him by his email address? Because I used to have to. He shopped a lot with me online during lockdown, so I knew his email address. That's not GDPR compliant. Well, seeing someone's email address, replying to them, and remembering it in your head. Try and fucking us. wipe me clean, you bitch. I will fucking resist you till the death of this nation. It's... I think that is him. Sure. So, so that's again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could you please give a B name to Henry Davis? And it's got to be as good as a B name you would give to literally anyone. No special treatment, just because he knows you. Joe, this one's yours. What? Wait, fuck oh. off. <laughs> I'd just, I just give him a special B name. Uh, <laughs> Log's favourite little B. <laughs> Log's got a conflict of interest when it comes to yeah, B I names. will not. I recuse myself from this B name. <laughs> Please give a B name to Alan O'Brien. Alanis. Isn't it ironic? It's like a hive. <laughs> It's like a hive <laughs> <laughs> on a pollen-free day. Yep. <laughs> and finally, please give a very big V name to Chris Richards. Lovely Chris Richards has been one of our longest supporting patrons. So why is he only just getting a B name? Well, what he's done is he's incremented his pledge to uh, to trigger a B name. Basically. Only the longest-serving patrons would have yeah. the kind of nous to Is do it that. only my friends that are fucking patroning this? Because I feel like I know this guy as well. <laughs> you just befriend you just all of our patrons. Your- <laughs> that is, as well as a B name, Log will eventually become one of your best friends. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you pay him some more on the, on right. the shop. Yes, it's fucking sorry. <laughs> I'd give him once upon a time... No more once upon a time B names, Log. <laughs> no once upon a time B names. We can't names. do them. Yeah, but they really pad out the show, though. And we were down a feature. We don't, we don't need padding at this point. I feel like we might. <laughs> <laughs>
You don't know how much we'll need to cut this, out. There's all that the stuff. That, bit. There's all that stuff earlier where we really do have to cut it out. And if this is a long podcast, you know we haven't. And don't <laughs> tell anyone what we said. Lana BB Dooboo. That is your name. Just put Once Upon a Time on the front of that on your Twitter name, and you'll be fine. I'm going to fucking make up so many Once Upon a Time. I'm going to pre write loads of Once Upon a Time ones, and you're going to have to use them because they're pre written and they'll save you all effort. <laughs> Thank you. New patrons, thank you. Old patrons, thank you, readers, for listening to the podcast. Mm. We'll be back next week with another episode of the regular features. What was that grunt that you did like? Don't, don't thank the readers. They did nothing. <laughs> We'd be just as happy shouting this into the void. You know what? Do you know what upsets me is that we probably would. (laughs) It's time we get to see you, boys. I think it would be actually cooler if we didn't care. If sorry, if we really did care, who listened to this? But we don't, and this is just a part of our weekly routine at this point. But do pay us; it's better. (laughs) I'm cutting that out because, (laughs) and I actually do need the money because my dad's toe. Oh, yeah. What about your dad's toe, Steve? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but it's basically it's going to cost us a lot of money. He's fucked his toe. Oh, God. What? Is, yeah. it, is it not is it NHSE? Sh- no, it's in Ireland. It's in Ireland. It's private. It's like a private healthcare system over there. He's broken. It's good. Basically, he's in the hole for about 40,000 euros. It's not good because they've just finished paying off the mortgage. Regular Ficero.